0: You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Anarchaeologist Speaks. Now this week I've got a few news stories uh, to go through with you. I uh, just want to apologise uh, for not having a show last week. It's basically my bad time management and, you know, things kind of cropping up. And um, what I'm hoping to do this week is really uh, record a lot of shows and do a lot of great work with people who have been absolutely amazing with being flexible. Because, you know, the way my jo- my job works is that I work long hours and, you know odd times, so I, I don't have a lot of time to just be flexible. So people have been really flexible with me and I'm I'm really uh thankful for that. It's been really cool hearing about of course the two um big events were obviously uh, the CIFA conference here in the UK in Cardiff and it was amazing hearing what was going on, what was what people were talking about, and actually one of the great well, I mean great in the sense that it really opened a lot of people's eyes is the hashtag every dig sexism and i really really um encourage everybody to go and check that out on twitter it was basically there was a a few se- uh, there was the session on the glass ceiling in archaeology and it really i can't describe how like it was kind of eye-opening you know um and it was something that i'm going to dedicate an episode to I just want to make it sure it's in the right way because, you know, the, these are difficult things to talk about. These are um these are subjects that aren't it's not something you can easily, um, just flippantly talk about and I really want to give I want to give it a proper platform um to talk about and so I mean I'm 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 either I'm looking for, possibly looking for somebody to come and speak to me about that. Um, that would be really cool. So if you're interested in being on a podcast about every dig sexism, then uh, please get in contact with me, uh, tristan at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com or you can find me on Twitter at anarchaeologist. Um, of course, there's also the SAAs over in San Fran, where... Uh, which which were really cool, and it was amazing uh, hearing about them, hearing what was going on. Uh, it was particularly cool to hear about, um, you know, archae- uh, archaeology anarchism, um, you know, because obviously Ed Gonzalez had been here on episode 5, The archaeologist, and uh, he had been talking to me about it. It was just really cool to finally have it kind of like hearing that other people are, you know, hearing about it, getting excited about it. And our our very own Archaeotech podcast was broadcasting live. So if you're interested, it's really, it's an amazing episode of Archaeotech and it's done live and something we really want to do in the future. So, I mean, this is really the extent to which we want to uh, improve the Archaeology Podcast Network is to really get involved at conferences when we can make them. So I'm happy to announce that um, I have a a session, uh, well, you know, a uh, co-organizer, Chris, of course, um, we have a session at the EAA, and I don't want to just do the whole, you know, one day, you know, like, you're just there for one session. No, I, I want to cover it all. And so um, it'd be amazing um, thinking of maybe, like, doing an um, auxiliary event outside, like, a tweet-up, but better, I mean, I'd love to. If people are cool, if people are cool with it, like, I'd love to do podcast live session like we, we just take over somewhere and we just podcast from there live and we we, we just ah uh, you know it would be it would be something amazing um because then we can get people on we can talk to people and i can make up terrible nicknames for them and yeah it's, it's gonna be awesome um so that's gonna be really cool that's the second to the fifth of september i know it's still far far away and but it doesn't feel very far away it doesn't feel far away at all anyway um all I wanted to say is thank you for continuing to listen. You know I'm 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 trying my best to continue on a professional uh, outlook, but it's it's very difficult because obviously my time is taken up by work, and now Christmas time is taken up by work. And you know it would be amazing to have more people on board because we are growing. You know we're we're looking at another two shows in the pipeline. I mean. You know, Archaeology Podcast Network, it's growing, it's growing. And um, to kind of feed that growth, we're going to need to have people help us along. So if you've ever been interested in media archaeology and you can spare the smallest amount of time to help us out, it would be absolutely fantastic. I mean, it can be something as simple, as simple as just helping us, like, fulfil our social media potential. Uh, Or it can be something like if you ever want to try your hand at audio editing. I mean... Uh, we have a range of training and tools that we can kind of, you know, help you through. And if you've ever been even slightly interested, please, please get in contact with either myself, Tristan, at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com, or get in contact with Chris. Now, of course, onto the show. And the stories... The stories this week um, are quite interesting. Uh, Of course, they're interesting. They're from around the internet. And yet again... Paleo diets appear. Um, yeah, I've still got to do part two of that. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, I wrote a blog post about diets in the past, and uh, I still haven't got right to finishing it. I'm really bad at this. Um, so, anyway, there's a lot going on with the Upper Paleolithic diet. Um particularly what's called the Magdalenian phase uh, in Europe's upper Paleolithic diet, which is about 18,000 to 12,000 years ago. And the problem is that we don't really know a lot. Um, See, what happens is when we look at, for example, dental calculus, which is how we, uh, like, use-wear analysis. So what we do is we basically look at how the teeth... Is worn or maybe there's traces left of actual material and uh, the problem is that plant foods a lot of them don't leave a lot of trace so what's happened now is we're starting to build up our understanding of what was happening Um, so what's happened usually the Magdalenian in much of Northwest Europe is commonly characterized as a period of reindeer hunters but we're not really sure if that's actually the case in Iberia, because what we kind of finding is that um, that what we're finding is that actually you know plants may have contributed more than we think um, for, uh, to the diet. Now, what happened was uh, Robert Parr, a PhD candidate for the Max Planck Research Group. Um, was basically using, and his colleagues, were using optical scanning electron microscope with uh, uh, x-ray spectroscopy to do the analysis. So this is another, this is a range of very, very interesting um, analyses, particularly because obviously you're using several different mediums of uh, uh, recording data. Um, X-ray spectroscopy, um, I mean, we're looking at things that are probably inorganic uh, compounds, whereas your optical and your scanning electron microscope allows you to identify at almost a molecular level, uh, because you're heading down to nanometers at that point. So uh, there's obviously a big range of data that's there, and um, what we're looking for is really small remains. So, I mean, it's it's interesting because obviously you've got the paleo diet uh, is a big thing um, at the moment. And uh, there was another great story as well with um, the diet in the Paleolithic of cannibalism. And, uh, <laughs> which I thought was funny, because I was like, heh, that's a real paleo diet. <laughs> no, I'm not funny. Um, but I, I just find it interesting that, well, you know, there's this kind of like, oh yeah, paleo diet's so good for us, it was like perfect, oh my, my. <laughs> god, I'm so healthy, because now I'm like a an caveman, and then suddenly it's like, well, actually, probably ate each other. Are you going to eat your children no, I just want to be healthy. I'm from a middle-class background. I've got nothing or reason to live anymore. Anyway, sorry. Um, that, that that came out a bit worse than I thought. But anyway. um, So, it, it, the, the story... There is um, another story about ritual cannibalism at Goff's Cave, which is about 14,000... 14,700 uh, years ago. And it's in Somerset in... England for those who are of the American persuasion Um, and basically the excavation the first round of excavations uh, ended in 1992 but like more research has been uh, done on the site and they've discovered that uh, there's a lot of um, human tooth marks on many of the bones and so you have to wonder what these people are doing with the bones um, after they're buried or during the buried. I you know um, right now there's not a lot that we can say about it. It's just interesting that this is research coming out at the same time as the previous bit of research which was the Magdalenian period. So uh, it, we'll we'll see what happens with more research from this area. If you're interested, it is Simon Parfit of the University College London, uh, as well as Doctor Sylvia Bellow so uh, check out those names, check out Gough's Cave uh, if you want to find out more. Now of course something a little bit close to my home and uh, interestingly enough my very own uh, previous lecturer, Dr Gordon Noble from the University of Aberdeen uh, makes a television appearance, as he should. Uh, so obviously what they found is there's a remote sea stack off the coast of Abnichar. Now, sea stacks are basically where the land has been kind of... as the land has stretched out in the sea, and the sea has worn away uh, a connecting point, and you basically get this little stack in the sea. Um, and it's usually to do with just the shape of the coastline. It means that it's easier to erode between the stack than to erode the entire stack away. So, what's interesting is uh, that the Pictish fort was kind of on top of the sea stack. Um, so, it's it's a very, very interesting and new discovery. It's actually really, really interesting. Wow, that's cool. Sorry, um, Pictish sto- symbol stones were said to be found uh, on top of the sea stack uh, in the 19th century, but nobody's really done a proper excavation uh, at all. So, of course, the, uh, the Pictish remains are not very conclusive, there's not a lot kind of going out there. We don't really know what um we don't really know what the picked, who the Picts were you know and but you know we're 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 constantly learning, and that's the important thing here and um I mean the thing is that this is a a little bit of an exciting piece of archaeology because obviously they have to contend with the sea with the coastline with a lot of things going on i mean. There's a lot of mud and turf, which obviously archaeologists are more than used to. But let's just say, you know, this this is combining all the elements here, uh, which is really really cool. Um, they even had a they had a really they had a climbing guide. That, that's awesome. So if you want to do archaeology on a cliff face, check out the University of Aberdeen, because uh, that's the kind of stuff that they do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, finally I'll uh, round off with a, a piece about an online project um, from the archaeology data service where the archaeology data service uh, of course um, is kind of uh, tied to the like the University of York um, and obviously there's a lot of information that's happening in archaeology there's been a lot about digital archaeology especially the SAA it's about open data about open access to data and what's interesting is that a lot of the time that this data is difficult to find or it's hidden away it's tucked away so any resource that kind of brings all that data out into the open for people to look at is a great resource so this resource is basically rural settlements of Roman Britain and if you want to check it out. It is uh, archaeology archaeology forward slash archives forward slash view forward slash r o m a n g l. I like that. So, anyway, this is um, currently in its first kind of phase, and um, when we have more phases. Uh, We'll get more and more data. So for example, Wales is to be in 2015 and what's interesting is um, that this is an ongoing project including about 3482 reports and um, It's actually even including some sites that have been published in 1808. Oh Whoa, 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 whoa a little bit too much culture history for my liking. But anyway, uh, that's fantastic. I mean, that's archaeology in itself. You know, it'd be really cool to kind of uh, compare compare reports of the same site over a number of years. That would get interesting, wouldn't it, I think? <laughs> so anyway, if you want to check that out, it's really, really cool. As, as always, the ADS are... Absolutely amazing, especially if you're really big into data, as you should be. You're an archaeologist; data is everything, right? Um, so it's really, really interesting, and uh, that rounds up my "An Archaeologist Speaks" this week. So, what's happening over the next uh, couple of weeks is I'm talking to a number of people about a number of different things. Uh, you can actually catch me on a bunch of other podcasts. Now, I don't really usually talk about the other podcasts, but they're absolutely amazing, and they're the coolest people around. I really want to shout a big, 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 big shout-out to the non-archaeology podcasts. Obviously, there are great archaeology podcasts here in the Archaeology Podcast Network. I can't say that anymore without sounding weird. But the other podcasters I converse with are absolutely fantastic, and I want to say biggest shout-out to David Meyer, who is... Uh who has his own uh podcast now called Border uh Podcast Without Borders. Um you can find that at Bo No Borders Pod. Um Alexie, really coolest guy ever and does a really, really cool show, and you should definitely listen to it. There's obviously a number of other shows, and if I start naming them off, I'll probably forget somebody. But um so there's the Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks um show, which sent me amazing stickers and beer cozies. Absolutely really cool and something I really definitely want to uh follow up with myself. There is the musings musings of the shaib with Hirojab shaib and I, I I like if you're interested in cryptocurrency in any way, she's a great Uh, resource to have because like she's really good at explaining stuff you know and I'm not really uh, crazy about cryptocurrency I still don't understand it I I don't but she's helped me understand a little bit about the kind of not even just the technology but the ideology as well because that's quite an important part uh, in the modern kind of cryptocurrency area so next up Liar City If you're interested in a amazingly produced show who also sent me stickers um about facts and history that people lied about and were found out it's an absolutely amazing show of worthy note is the episode about um the jonestown massacre which is kind of horrifying and like i mean that is it's it's one of those things where you can't believe it happened but uh, it's it's one of those things um the other people you should definitely podcast you should listen to podcast digest absolutely fantastic podcast talking about podcasts i know it's a bit odd to most people but check it out definitely and i'll be on the stranger conversations and borders without podcast but Without podcast oh my god i'll be on i'll be on the show's podcast without borders and i'll be on the stranger conversations and i'll probably be on other shows as well so if you're really really interested because you of course you are i'll be talking about well archaeology i'll be talking about podcasting and uh, i think that's it um yeah (laughs) anyway if you're interested in helping out with the archaeology podcast network get in contact with us you can find uh, us on twitter i'm at an archaeologist. There's at arcpodnet. There's at archaeowebby for Chris. Um, and if you're really interested, we've had a few people get in contact with us, and it's been absolutely fantastic. And we'd love to hear uh, from more of that, uh, from more of you, uh, because that that's really what we want to do is create a big, big community. If you love the podcast, then you can also support us if you'd like. Um, it just means that we can buy everybody beer at the conference. Chris, <laughs> I didn't get a beer. Why didn't I get... Oh, I wasn't at the conference. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, that was a joke, by the way. We always want to improve the shows that we do, and podcasting does take... Um, It does cost to do the hosting to do have the tools for editing have the equipment if you want to support us you can go to the website and support if you have a show suggestion if you want to do a show with any of us or you got a show suggestion that you really want to hear a topic you really want to hear about you can click that as well so in the meantime stay archaeology i don't know no that doesn't work uh, anyway, uh, let me do, let me finish off my Chris impression because he does this every show. I love it. I love it. Every single time. Give me a second. Give me a second. Put down your pens. No, no, I, I've got it. I've got it. Put down your paper, pick up your tablet, and we'll see you in the field. How was that? <laughs> and we'll see you in the field. We'll see you in the field. And we'll see you in the fi- We'll see you in the field.